So today we're going to look at how do you facilitate one-on-one discipling relationships? How do you facilitate one-on-one discipling relationships? Hello and welcome again to another teaching session in our series that we have been exploring for a while. We're called A Band of Disciples. And you get it by now. Uh, This is about using the music metaphor, a band metaphor, to, to help us understand how we can get better at discipling other people for Jesus. And you've heard me say this all the time, and I'm so glad I can repeat it again, that Christianity and discipling is about building a certain kind of person that is a Jesus-like human being who displays the image of God in their world, much like a musician, they they have an uh, an idea of what they want to become, and and that image, that desire, that passion, that 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 future self uh, that is being projected in their activities uh, moment by moment. That's what's fueling their decisions. That's what the you know motivating their actions. That's what is stimulating their learning. Can you see everything that they are doing? is for the purpose of building a type of person, a capable, talented musician who can impact their surrounding one way or another. And they pay the price to make that possible. But they're willing to do that because the end result in their mind, in their emotion, is superior than, than, than all the difficulties that they will encounter along the way. And as disciples, we need to be careful that we don't focus on the knowledge component and say, you need to know this, 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 this and that, as if like if they know enough, they will do enough and they will be enough. The reality is when people see themselves as a particular desirable end, a particular vision of their future. I want to be like Jesus. I so admire, it's like when people admire a business person or admire a a musician of some sort, a singer or an actor uh, or an actress or whatever. They seem to uh, 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 exhibit some of those characteristics because they admire them so much. But we have bigger than that concept. We have an, a, a, a nature on the inside of us that's telling us we can become like Jesus. Who He is by nature in Himself, we are by grace. Because of the unity that we have with Christ, He has deposited in us some capabilities, divine capabilities to live a particular Uh, type of people in the world. We live a particular lifestyle that's different from the world around us. And that's probably the the biggest thing that um, sometimes in Western Christianity, we, we divorce our, our behaviors, our lifestyles from, from our beliefs. And, 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 and we, we, we divorce our 
personhood from our Christianity. And that's where it becomes a little bit like a a knowledge component and a skill component rather than a a unifying uh, approach to life where I am becoming like Jesus in the world. And as a discipler, you keep that front and center in every interaction and discipling relationship you have, whether in a group of community of disciplers or whether in one-on-one um, encounters. And in order to help you in, in, in this endeavor of becoming better and better discipler, we've been looking at three mini-series in one, really. We looked at the discipling calling, we looked at discipling community, and we've been plowing our way through some competencies that are helpful to enable you to be the best discipler you could possibly be. And uh, we have been sharing with you some of our learning over time as a team, as individuals, how we've been discipled, how we've uh, discipled others and we've seen the result of what works and what doesn't work. We experimented and by no means this is prescriptive. This is just some ideas to stimulate uh, your own approach to discipling. And the reality is this. There are so many helpful approaches to making disciples. You need to just find out what connects with you, what makes sense to you, explore it and amend, uh, you know, and add and, and use what the Spirit of God would direct you uh, to, to do. So today we're going to look at how do you facilitate one-on-one discipling relationships. How do you facilitate one-on-one discipling relationships? So we've spoken in in the last uh, segment that we had together about how to facilitate a a community of disciplers gathering together. How do you do that gathering with one person alone? um, uh, And how can you make that as effective as you possibly can? Uh, The the first thing that I want to mention is one-on-one catch-ups requires clarification of expectations. You need to clarify expectations of this experience. You with me? People enter these uh, one-on-one relationships with all types of uh, preconceived ideas and expectations. So some would say, oh, you know, I'm engaging with this person to learn the skills that they have. Uh, others would engage in one-on-one relationship because they want, they're desperate for fellowship opportunity. They may be feeling you know, uh, lonely. Maybe they're feeling like they don't have uh, people of like-minded spirituality that they can connect with. So w- w- why are they connecting with you? That might be the reason why they're connecting. Others uh, are engaging because of, they want the development of their character. They really want deep, uh, you know, um, uh, digging into what is their values and, and, and assumptions and desires and passions and, and do you want to develop a character that resembles the character of Jesus? Whatever the goals are or the goal of this relationship, it needs to be clarified very, very early in the piece. Uh, uh, researchers, uh, Christian educators who have looked at the one-on-one relationship, they say there are three main categories and they term them differently. Uh, but really the reality is about being a coach or being a mentor or being a critical friend. 
So being a coach uh, is somebody with the power of setting the agenda of the gathering is primarily with the coach. So they might be instructors in some way. They might, you know, they, they might be the ones who are uh, teaching, you know, skills or teaching a way of doing things. Uh, they, they, they have a um, um, potentially uh, um, an instructive approach to their, to their connection. Then there is the mentors. They're the people who almost like they help you navigate life from a character perspective, not necessarily from a skill perspective. So they're helping you to reflect. They listen. They connect with you in and outside the session. They, they, they also support you with sharing some of their experiences, but they do that without compelling you to do it their way. They're helping you discern what God might be saying. So some people call that spiritual direction, whatever it might be. And then there is others that like to have the one-on-one -on -one relationship as a critical friend. So there is no power in a relationship. It's more like listening and communicating with one another. So uh, in, in all of the various uh, literature that you see about one-on-one, -on -one, you probably notice there are some commonalities. That one-on-one -on -one relationship uh, describe a discipler as a listener. You know, just listening. You know, they they like a friend that listens and uh, and prompts you to think about what you're saying. Or they might be a coach who who instructs you. Or they might be a partner that that helps you navigate the journey of your spiritual development. Uh, we 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 just like to call it a discipler. Uh, because every one of those um, uh, type of uh, labels has preconceived ideas. So we try to uh, bring it to its core. And what we want is that this becomes a discipling relationship. And in it, in a session like that, we do three primary things. We share, we reflect, and we respond as disciplers. The first thing we share, we, we share life together early on. One of the easy things to start the session with, how you been going since we last met? That's, that doesn't require uh, real you know, dramatic skills. How are you traveling? How was, how was your week? How was your month? Whatever it might be. How are you traveling? How are you going? And, and that provides an opportunity for you to um, be led by their agenda. Because if we start with our agenda, guess what? They may really want to share something that's pressing upon them, but they feel like they're intruding. They feel like they, they, they you know, they, they don't have an opportunity or a gap to, 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 to mention it. So from the very, very start, say, how are you traveling? And just listen. And, and, and I find it easy as well to communicate something from my life over the last few days or last week or whatever. Because it's a partnership, remember? It's not just one-way street where people feel like they are sitting at the, at the, at the psychologist's desk and, and he's saying, how, you, how does that make you feel? No, it's, it's, a, it's a life on life. Secondly, I find it really easy to say, has there been any emerging themes in your soaps, in your devotional time? Like, has God been uh, bringing something to light repeatedly over time? Um, and people can share, people can say, no, I don't think so. And, and, and they might mention one or two things. I also try to mention one thing that God has been sharing with me, either formally or informally. I say, you know, yeah, I've been reading in such and such area, but it's become part of who I am to share 
aspects of what God is teaching me. Then we move on to say, hey, tell me something that you want to celebrate. You know, tell me, share with me a win that God is, you know, we want to celebrate God together and what He's doing in your life. And that could be a skill that they've gained, that could be a, a task that they've accomplished, that could be a breakthrough in their own life. Just let them share something, you know, and listen. And listen and don't interrupt. Then um, uh, ask if there is concerns that they may be struggling with. And in this particular way, you listen, but you want to help them reflect. Uh, if, if you're just listening, then you're a psychologist. Uh, but if you're asking questions that are theologically orientated, you're helping reflect with God. We call that, um, you know, uh, theological reflection. We say to the person, what is God saying about that? Have you considered that this may be that or this may be that? Or, you know, depending on the level of trust that you have, obviously very early on, it's just a matter of asking questions. But later on, you could actually be prompting some answers, helping people to think uh, about their situation, their lived experience. And you celebrate the wins and you, you feel and sympathize, genuinely sympathize with their concerns or their struggles. Because I tell you what, you will have the time where you will fall through the same weaknesses. You will have seasons in life where you will struggle with the same struggle. You will have times where you will have the same concerns. So get off your high horses. Let's be real. Let's care for the person that we're discipling genuinely and sincerely. And if you're not, go pray and say, Lord, you care for people. Help me to care with the same way, with the same passion that you care for them. I want to be a mirror that shows them that you care for them. And finally, respond uh, by asking questions about, uh, giving them an opportunity to ask questions about anything that you haven't addressed yet. So they might have a question about, you know, um, a particular um, a challenge that they're going through, a particular decision that they have to make, a particular uh, responsibility that has been laid upon them. Get them to ask questions. And in this case, based on the level of trust that you have, you may share some of your experiences or you might feel prompted to ask them as well what they might be thinking. And you can have a, a, a bit of a two-way dialogue. Also, at the very end of the session, Make sure that you pray together. Make sure that you pray together. And pray together in a way that affirms what God has been doing in their life. Uh, be listening to God's prompts. But also it might be challenging to them as well. It's not about building your reputation. It's not about you being loved. There is no commission uh, involved in that. It's about you being as open to God's Spirit as you possibly can. I hope that in this very simple uh, little uh, segment, you have had some idea and insights and maybe it provoked one idea or two for you that you can implement in, in your life as a discipler as you connect with other people one-on-one. -on -one. And we obviously recommend that it will be uh, the same gender. This is just our um, you know inclination so that nothing the enemy can play around in this particular uh, uh, you know, relationship that becomes too vulnerable, that can get a little bit messy. But, you know, um, uh, we know that God is going to give you the sermon in what you do. 
Thank you so much for uh, being with us. We pray and, and, and long to see you develop as a discipler that help other people become more like Jesus day by day as you engage with a group of people as well as you engage with one-on-one. Thank you so much for being with us. Looking forward to being with you in our next session with another question. Until then, be utterly blessed in Jesus. Thank you.